Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. Yes, it's turned from the hue of brown to the hue of blue. A little better? A little better. So once you learn to swim, you jump into that? No. Jet ski in that? No. No? No, I'm only getting in jet skis in island-type places. Turks and Caicos, Bora Bora. Because I can still walk (laughs) along the way. I don't have to go out. You you know, they got the, the shallow parts. People know you everywhere. Key knows somebody in French Polynesia. That's for sure. And Bora Bora. That's Keyshawn Johnson. Of course. So we just... I, oh, God. I don't even no want... No sunblock. I, I was going to say, I've been there before, and... Yeah, I mean, it's happened. Let's just put it that way. Okay. That was shocking, though. It's like, huh? Like, oh, I guess they do watch sports over here. Yeah, speaking of, it happened, and we just heard Beyonce there. So, uh, apparently, it was, uh, it was destiny for mm. Cam Newton to return to New England. We'll get into that in just a second. Destiny will lead Deshaun Watson there. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. That's the real question. Everybody wants Watson. Nobody wanted Cam. Tale of two different quarterbacks moving in two different directions. Or was that just a narrative? Just a reminder, again, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. The Texans are working so hard to try to keep Deshaun Watson. He wants none of it. This is head coach David Culley, and this is just my thought, but if you're the brand-new general manager of the team and you really haven't talked much and you're the guy that's set to maybe get this ship sailing in the right direction again, maybe he should come out and talk about what's going on with Deshaun Watson. But instead, Nick Casario sent out his new 65-year-old head coach, David Culley, who was asked this question predictably and then predictably gave this answer. Hey, Coach Culley, you've said repeatedly the team is committed to uh, Deshaun Watson. Is he committed to you and the team? Yes, he is. How do you know that? He's a Houston Texan. And, 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 and again, I know that I feel like that with the commitment that we've made to him, and, and I feel like that same commitment will be there with us also moving forward. Same commitment reciprocated, Jay? David Cole has turned into the scapegoat right out of the gate. I mean, that's what it feels like for me, for Nick Casario, to a degree, right? Because if Nick Casario, if you want to be at the person at the forefront of this to talk about this, you come out and you answer those questions – It puts David Culley in a lose-lose scenario because, obviously, we talked about this the whole show, Key. If you can't deflect on that by saying no comment, no comment, we want Deshaun Watson to be happy. That's all it comes down to at the end of the day. We want him to be happy. But when you start saying he's our quarterback, you start digging yourself a hole. And, by the way, we know every question that's going to be targeted towards David Culley. It's not going to be about how you're going to retool the offense. We never know what kind of offense you can have without who's under center. So every question is going to come back to Deshaun Watson. And how the hell is David Culley supposed to answer that? He doesn't know how to answer that. Not, it, just, it, it puts him in such a weird spot. I don't know why the organization would allow him to be in that position to begin with. Well, I think that that's, that's it right there. Why would the organization and whoever's running the PR, knowing that the coach is going to be out front in this situation? And Nick Casario probably is not – you know, addressing the media right now because the, the, it's David Cully's day. And Cully is dressing the media for whatever reasons that he decided they decided to, to have a conversation. Um, but if the PR staff had put the script together, they should have put the script together the right way. And knowing that, hey, they're going to ask you about Deshaun. They're probably going to ask you what you feel about it. They're probably going to ask you, is he your quarterback? They probably should have had answers ready to go. You can and get a prepared list of questions before you do an interview. It doesn't seem like, to me, much like the Texans as a whole, that they're ready and prepared. It looks like that they just kind of just go out there, coach, and 
go do your deal. Instead of saying, stay away from that, you know, and deflecting, he could have very simply said, hey, you know, you got to ask Nick that. I'm here to coach the team. Well, who's ever here, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, you got to know how to play with him for many years. Now, look, Coach Bill Parcells used the media his entire career to, to send message to his advantage. Yes, no doubt. But everybody is in Bill, right? Everybody is not Bill. Got to so, have cachet. You're a first-time head coach at 65. You don't have Bill Parcells' yeah. resume. Somebody asked me, I say, you know, somebody asked me that question. I say, look, I'm here to coach a football team. I got 53 guys, and I'm coaching all 53 that are here. And if we're sharp, all I got to do is coach the guys that's here. I, you, you play that game and you move on. But you have so many years of experience of being in front of the camera. I've never seen Dave Cully talk in front of the camera before. Could you say? So it, it, it's like, hey, the first time I'm seeing you talk in front of a camera when you have lacking of experience, you're being but asked very goes, difficult questions. That's why I feel like the word scapegoat comes out to me, Keith. But that goes to the PR people. Yes. When they know that he hasn't been in front of the camera speaking as much to the media – you tell him when they ask you about the quarterback, deflect and move on. That's why it deflect feels like a setup. And move on. That's why I kind of. I don't look, know I, that it's a setup. I know not. A, it's not. I'm not saying it was done maliciously with that type of intent, right? But maybe I don't know. Texans, man. Who knows? I, 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 I who don't knows? know. Who knows what they do half the time? So it, it just um, that's unfortunate. I, I remember when he got the job. And your reaction, because you know him, you are happy for him. I'm, I'm extremely happy for him. These jobs are limited within yes. the National Football League. My reaction was more so like, I hear you. You had to do it because you may not get an opportunity to have a job like this. Well, you got to take that. But what position does that put you in? Because it feels like the race has already started, and you you already started off losing. You were losing before the race even started, but, to a degree. Because you're coming in trying to put out one of the biggest fires in the league at that time. It still we, is right now. But we all know that. They hired him a certain way, Zubin, and he brings in Lovey Smith, which is a great thing. You always want to bring in veteran guys, whether it's coaches or players, just like New England decided they're bringing a veteran guy back like Cam Newton. Yeah, and Jay, you said it. It's just the, the dearth of jobs. At the end of the day, if you're 65 and in most American jobs, you're set to retire. This guy's getting the job of a lifetime at 65. So at the end of the day, either this guy's going to be a one-time NFL head coach or a zero-time NFL head coach. Because when you're 65, you're probably not getting chances two and yeah. three. That's just the way it goes. you got to grab it when it's there. Yeah. It's almost tournament time. Tune in tonight for the Big 12 semifinals. Oklahoma State and Baylor. Kate Cunningham, Jay, Jared yeah. Butler. And then, that's a good matchup. The other semifinal, Texas and Kansas. Let's go. Coverage begins 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You can see the first game on ESPN, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, Kansas, ESPN 2 selection Sunday is this Sunday, March 14th. Many Sundays, perhaps 16 or more, coming in the fall for Cam Newton if they can get back to the playoffs. He's back on a one-year deal. Schefter's saying it's for $14 million. But our Mike Reese is saying... Don't pencil him in as a starter just yet. Sure, he's back in the fold, but surely the Pats aren't done shopping. I don't think it's like we're all in on Cam and we're done. Like, I still think it could be Cam and someone else, and we'll see how it unfolds. I really believe that this is just one domino, and what we need to see is the other dominoes that fall. 
Key, let me just mention this. Before this move, the $14 million to bring back Cam Newton, the Pats were top three in the league in salary cap space. The one other thing Mike said, and you can listen in Mike's entire interview in hour three of the podcast, which you can download uh, anytime. He did say that even with the $14 million now lopped off, they still have plenty of room under the cap. Bill has got a lot of money to work with. He's there. always got a lot of money to work <laughs> with. But I think you, you look at it, and yeah, they can sign another guy. But are you going to go out there and get another guy that that's not as good as Cam? Because anything that's available to you, in my opinion, they're not going to beat Cam out. Like, who are you going to get to beat Cam out? So the best thing to do is you draft a guy. You draft a, a very talented guy, and he learns from a Cam Newton. He learns in being in the room. The coach is inspired to not only coach Cam Newton, but also coach the young quarterback, because clearly Jared Stenham is not it. They already figured that out. That's why they're bringing other quarterbacks in potentially, and Cam wouldn't be the only guy. We all know that. They didn't even play Jared Stenham last year. They didn't feel comfortable playing him, so that tells me that they're probably going to move on from him at some point in time. Jay, I would mention this. The Pats have the 15th overall pick in the draft. This is the highest they have picked since 2008. Maybe you get a guy like Mac Jones. I mean, I, I, I know he's been moving up the draft boards. People have been talking about him as a top 10 potentially. Um, I'm not sure I see that, but I'm not, you know, everyday evaluator of football. His feet still look slow to me, but I, I feel like maybe that's a serviceable guy due to the talent that he played with at Alabama that Bill Belichick feels like he can work with to serve under the tutelage of a guy like Cam Newton for multiple years to finally take on that responsibility when the time comes. And he has a lot of Tom Brady-ish in him. You know, kind of maybe they get maybe they get back to that a little bit. But, look, I'm, uh, I would say this. In, in, unless you get into Deshaun Watson, all them other dudes that you're talking about bringing in, even Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. he's not going to beat a healthy Cam Newton out. How about this, dude? Let's bring in a right end this conversation. Cam, center of attention again in the NFL. Daryl Moose Johnson, Cowboys legend, NFL on Fox. You see him every Sunday, and apparently we're going to see Cam for at least 16 Sundays to come. It appears that way. Daryl, good morning. Uh, one year, $14 million. Cam back in the fold with more to be done, apparently. What are your thoughts on this breaking NFL story? Uh, a little surprised. Uh, it, it, it kind of appeared to me that last season uh, that they might be ready to move on from Cam Newton. Uh, but not surprising that, that Coach Belichick would like another opportunity, having gotten to see you know what he can do, maybe a little bit more comfortable second season uh, with the skill set that Cam has at that position. But, uh, you know, j- just, you know, the, the ability to stretch the field, I know that's something that's still there. Uh, the, the one thing that always concerns me about Cam is, is just how physical he plays the position. Uh, and, and how long can he continue to play that style? I mean, I, I think there's still some some bumps and bruises from early on in his career when he came in and, and was taking on some of these big guys in the NFL and, and taking some un, unnecessary contacts. So, uh, you know, the one-year deal makes sense from that perspective. Uh, but, but I was a little surprised to see they're going to go another year there. Now, I think I was a little surprised to hear this from your legendary head coach, Jimmy Johnson, the two-time Super Bowl winning coach. You guys winning those Lombardis together. Jimmy was on the herd on FS1 the other day with Colin Cowherd right after the big Dak Prescott signing. And he essentially had this opinion on whether Dak, with this team, currently constituted with that money in the fold, is now in prime position to do and grab what you already have a Super Bowl ring. Listen to this. I like Dak, and, and I'm kind of like you. I, I think he, he can win you a championship if he has great players around him. 
Uh, I don't think Dak can carry a football team uh, if he doesn't have great players around him. Daryl, can Dak carry a football team? And I'm, when I say carry, I'm talking about what you guys have been waiting for for more than a quarter century down there in North Texas. Carry a team to a Super Bowl championship. Well, I think that that's the market, the quarterback position, and there's not a lot of those guys out there that, that are that high-tide quarterback that, that lifts all boats on the team. So uh, is he at that point yet in his career? I, I would agree with Jimmy at this stage, no. But I think if you go back to last season, before the injury, when the defense was still trying to find their way, the offensive line was an absolute mess. Uh, it was Dak Prescott that was keeping the Dallas Cowboys in football games and keeping them competitive. And as soon as he got hurt, Everything changed. And so I, I think the big thing is, 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 is he's moving in that direction. I don't think he's there yet. But there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that, that need a great supporting cast. When, when you find that guy that, that can win you a championship on his own, that is, that is something very rare. Um, so Dak Prescott has not gotten himself to that level to be mentioned in the conversation with those types of quarterbacks in the league at this point. Uh, but I think he is training that way. And I, and I was impressed with him and what he did last year at the start of the season. Dallas would not have been competitive in any of those games had it not been for the performance of Dak Prescott. Moose, you played with a franchise quarterback in Troy Aikman. How important is it for the Dallas Cowboys franchise to have a franchise quarterback and not just a guy underneath the center? Uh, Keisha, I think it's it's very important. And and if you look at the history of the organization and and when they've had success – you know, it, it's always been around one of those types of quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Roger Staubach, uh, you know, Troy Aikman, you know, Tony Romo never won a championship. I'm, I, you know, for me, it, it's hard to elevate him into that class, but you had consistency and, and, and great performance at the position. Uh, so when they have been on a roll and they've been in, in playing well, they've always had that quarterback in that position. You know, even, even Danny White. Uh, you know, with his time uh, as the starter. So I, I think it's very critical for them to have that stability at the quarterback position and have the voice and the face of the franchise in place. And we saw that after Troy retired until Tony uh, was named the starter. There, there were years where there was just inconsistency and, and a lot of different guys coming through there at the quarterback position. And, and that's the one thing that, that will mire a franchise in mediocrity is when you don't have stability at the quarterback position. Moose, Dak signed the other day, and he had the, you know, the normal press conference with the suit, and he talked about everything and the goals and all the different stuff. But to a lot of people, it was concerning and a little strange that the head coach and Mike McCarthy was not at a press conference for a top guy to re-sign. Is that, was that little concerning or alarming to you at all? Surprising with the way that they do things with the Dallas Cowboy organization. You know, usually you've got the key people that are there when they have an opportunity for a big signing like that. But we've had a number of those so far this year. You know, Dak wasn't included in one of the highlight reels. Russell Wilson wasn't included in one of the highlight reels that goes out on social media. So we've had a couple of, of little blips uh, in the offseason here where, where people are starting to ask questions of why. Uh, I, I think it's, you're reading a lot into it. I Just being down here locally – you hear about the relationship, you read about the relationship between Mike and between Dak. Uh, you know it's strong. You know it's moving in a positive direction. So I, I'm not sure why he was not in attendance, uh, but uh, I, I'm sure that's going to create a ton of speculation from people on the outside. Daryl, question for you here. With the way the quarterback market is going, seeing that Dak's number is the second high highest quarterback behind only Patrick Mahomes, and with guys like Lamar Jackson, the MVP, his extension coming up, things of that sort, what kind of earning power do you think quarterbacks will have in the next three to four years, especially with this TV deal that's about to be done? 
Yeah, right. That's the big thing. Uh, you know, th- this was done, you know, probably, you know, from a timing standpoint with, with the salary cap going down for the first time, you know, had to get a little bit creative there with, with the 2021 salary um, and, and, and the impact that it had there. But yeah, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, you know, these guys are going to cash in uh, at, at the quarterback position. And, and it, it's what happens, you know, at this position. You know, is it the best quarterback in the league that's the highest paid? No, it's usually the guy whose contract is up next who's good enough in the franchise believes is the guy that can carry them, you know, to the playoffs and potentially a, a Super Bowl championship that drive these salaries higher and higher. So you've got a couple of really important quarterbacks for their franchises coming up. And as you pointed out, after that TV deal, which a lot of people are speculating is going to be very, very lucrative for, for the NFL and have a, a huge impact on that salary cap. Let's talk about one of those quarterbacks. Where do you believe Russell Wilson will be playing next season? Well, reading into everything Russell's saying, uh, you know, for me, it would be Chicago. I I, want to go to Chicago. Uh, You've got a good defense in Chicago uh, on the other side of the ball. Uh, If you like what's going on in Kansas City and and you're watching the things that Patrick Mahomes is doing, you know, Matt Nagy is uh, is an Andy Reid disciple. Uh, You know, he's an offensive-minded head coach, uh, which is going to be a lot different than Pete Carroll. Um, So you're going to have, you know, decisions being made from an offensive perspective as opposed to a a grinded-out, play-good defense uh, defensive background, head coach, uh, decision-making. So, you know, for me, when you look at it, uh, you know, I know the four that he's talked about, but but I would think that Chicago would be the one place that, that I would go to if I was in his position. And, and those four teams uh, were the four that I that I had declared that, that I was open to moving to, uh, because I think that that would provide him with uh, a lot of the things that he's looking for. Uh, you know, obviously the big thing w- with Russell right now is just a commitment to the offensive line. And that's an area that Seattle has struggled with, you know, through this this entire tenure with with Pete Carroll there. Uh, you know, they've had great defenses. They've had a, a very strong running game, you know, even even behind an offensive line that has struggled at times to protect Russell Wilson. They've built it a certain way. Uh, but but it, it, it appears now that you start to see what the sack numbers going up out in Seattle, that, that Russell's looking for a commitment to getting that offensive line improved. Moose, let me ask you this before we let you go. Why are the Texans – continuously handling the Deshaun situation wrong? Like, what are they getting out of this? I have no idea. Uh, it, it seems that there's something there in that organization, uh, you know, just the DeAndre Hopkins uh, decision, you know, the, the trade arrangements a couple of years ago where you forfeited a lot of your draft capital. Uh, you know, it's, it's been it's been strange to see some of the, the decisions made in Houston and I didn't get to see Deshaun Watson play a lot last year. You know, we're, we're, mo- we're mostly focused on the N- in the NFC with Fox. Uh, but I remember late in the season, you know, having a game where, where his statistics came up. And, and you're just like, why are we not hearing more about this guy? I mean, his numbers were off the charts when you talked about touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, you know, he's young. He's in the prime of his career. It, it's not a huge contract burden uh, on your salary cap. Uh, you know, to me, you know, I, I don't know why you wouldn't embrace what he does on the field and start to build that franchise around him. Try to find whatever reasons he's upset and, and try to remedy those. And, and it's it's been very strange, Keyshawn. I, I don't know why, uh, because that was a franchise that was poised to do some good things. And they just never seemed to be to be able to get out of their own way from time to time. There's no doubt next year the Texans are going to celebrate their 20th anniversary in the NFL. And things aren't, there's not a lot of things to celebrate right now. So then get the next year. That is among them. Moose talked about those stats on Deshaun. One of them was leading the league in passing uh, this year, but that's mostly because he had to. He needs some help. And we'll see if the Texans are going to stick by their guns and keep them 
or Deshaun out of town the way James Harden left. That's in a different part of Texas. Moose in North Texas on the boys and Dak and Cam and everything else. Really appreciate it. your first time on the show. Hope to have you back soon, Daryl. Thank you. Thanks, Daryl. Absolutely. Enjoy the conversation. Mm-hmm. He was great at Syracuse, man. Great college player. Obviously a Super Bowl champion. Does a great job for Fox with I'd Kevin like Burkhardt and the crew. I'd like to see you try to get in his way. What's when he's, <laughs> the fullback? Yeah, the fullback. <laughs> he was something else, man. Yeah, really, really. Back a, when they a, used a real the fullback. fullback. When they used him. Yes, a right? real fullback. I was surprised that he was all for Chicago for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, all for it. Where else could Russell go, though, right? Keep him in the NFC. Fox thing. Oh, that that might be true, too. Keep him in the NFC. Smart move. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Moose, on the Goodyear hotline. On the way, they were the most recent unlikely Final Four team we've had. And now they're back in the field. Could they do it again? We'll talk to their head coach, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, and, of course, always on the ESPN app. Hey, it's Greeny on Friday. NFL free agency is around the corner. The NBA's second half is upon us, and we'll be covering it from every possible direction. Don't miss it. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. We got a little breaking news from college basketball. We got a little breaking news from the NFL as well. A lot of stuff coming in hot and heavy on this Friday morning. We'll always keep you up to date on everything. Pat's Cam Newton. It's going to be official soon. It'll be a one-year, $14 million deal to bring Cam back to New England, though we did speak to our Mike Reese and Adam Schefter broke the news and both sort of indicated it doesn't mean that the Pats are done shopping. It just means with free agency coming here in five days, the Pats just want to have a reputable quarterback under contract. Even with this $14 million they're giving to Newton, they still have a ton of salary cap space to work with. So Newton back in the fold after what can only be described in many ways as a disappointing first season in the NBA. Disappointing response, I think, Kyrie Irving giving here. Or is it totally legitimate? Kyrie goes back, faces his old team last night. Nets over the Celtics in Brooklyn, 121-109. They start their second-half surge. They hope it'll end in an NBA championship. And obviously, you know, some of these dudes on the Celtics, Kyrie played with. So after the game, he was asked this question and apparently didn't like it. Kyrie, we see you after the game uh, hugging all your former teammates. But Big honestly, surprise, huh? To a lot of people. <laughs> but honestly, all that 
Talking about me and uh, all the relationships I have with every teammate of mine. I'm, really? I'm a guy we get to see it every single game that uh, <laughs> I got some great people out here. So I think it's fair. Kyrie said what he wanted to say. Hey, look, these are my guys. I scored 40 points. You ask the question, I'll answer it the way I want to answer it. Black history always. The answer, the greatest athlete in Native Academy history. Well, maybe it's uh, that guy that played for the uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys in the 60s. Or maybe... It's this dude that played for the Naval Academy back in the 80s and 90s. Black history always. Today we honor David Robinson, the standout at the U.S. Naval Academy. Went on to become a pro basketball Hall of Famer. The first great San Antonio Spur and is a great person on and off the floor as well. you got to remember with Robinson, he settled his life in San Antonio. His son actually played uh, for Duke, and he's got a charter school there. One of the greatest people in sports David Robinson, Sports Center, presented by Indeed. It's an instant gratification world. That's why Indeed has instant match. It searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver to you people who fit your job description right away. To learn more all about Indeed's great hiring tools, visit Indeed.com slash credit. We've got a little bit of breaking news, as I mentioned, in from college basketball. Virginia, of course, finally got to that first elusive Final Four for Tony Bennett. They, of course, had been there in years past, cut down the nets. In fact, the last time we had an NCAA champion, Jay, if you can remember back that long, it actually was the Virginia Cavaliers when they knocked off Texas Tech in OT to win the championship. But we do have some news on the Wahoos this morning, and that is they are the latest team as the ACC is confirmed to drop out of the ACC tournament. Surely you heard Duke dropped out yesterday. Virginia coming off a buzzer-beating three-point win in a thriller over Syracuse yesterday was slated to face Georgia Tech on ESPN2 tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, but that is off the books. The one distinction between Virginia and Duke, of course, is that Duke wasn't headed to the tournament, likely, unless they were in AQ. They were 13-11. and 11. Virginia is 18-6. and six. They were the number one seed in the ACC tournament. We'll wait to see if they can go through the seven days of negative testing to get them into the tournament that really matters and see if they can get into the NCAA tournament. So once again, their game off today. The number one seed is out of the ACC tournament. They will not play today against Georgia Tech. You will see the other matchup in the ACC between North Carolina and Florida State. That's on for the moment at 9.30 tonight on ESPN. One more basketball note before we get to a guy that really changed his basketball fortunes three years ago. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in Sunday night. Zion and the Pelicans host Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8.30 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. Let's ramble forward. So that's the deal with Loyola of Chicago. They're rolling in arch madness. They're rolling in March madness. Will Smith's bringing us to summertime, but Porter Moser definitely hopes it's a great spring for his Ramblers. They burst onto the scene three years ago. They're back. You just heard him. They beat Drake in Sunday in their conference championship game to get in. Porter, good morning. I want to ask you this. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since, obviously. I know you did a blitz of media there back in 2018, but you know, you know what everybody in the media said? Keyshawn always tells us, those guys in the media, right? They always say, Porter Moser within 48 hours is going to have another job. Porter Moser is going to ride this wave and he's going to go somewhere else. What's the level of satisfaction that you took this team to the final four? You've been a legit contender every year in the Valley since, and now you're back again when everybody said you'd be on the first train out of town. No, you hit it right on the head. That has, has been such a great part of this, this journey for me is, is there's such great people here at Loyola and that we've done so much from 10 years ago when we took this job to what we've turned this job into, but I, I, that, that it's real, that, that lure to get to a higher conference and obviously the money, but it was something where I just didn't want to run from happiness at the time. And even deeper than that, 
I just didn't want I, – I wanted to get this program back there again. I wanted to sustain it because I just think there's something awesome about sustained success. And that's what we've been so proud to do. You know, since then, we've, we've won three Missouri Valley championships, two tournament championships, and we're back at it again. And um, I just, you know, I just love the direction of where we're going. I, I, I didn't think we hit our ceiling. I know the Final Four was, was very, very um, a high goal. But, you know, we were seven minutes away from playing Monday night. And you just say, why not Loyola? You know, why not? And uh, that's been really gratifying to sustain this. There's no doubt. You played so well against Michigan in that national semifinal game. You know, I know you've seen a lot of college basketball in your time on earth, but I mean, who's seen more college basketball on earth than somebody who's 101 years old? I think a lot of people expected this <laughs> right out of the gate, right? Give us a sister gene update. Yeah. I know fans are going to be limited at this tournament, but Porter, if there was anybody that identified that entire tournament, it was your number one fan get us up to speed on sister Jean and whether she'll be a part of the traveling party i, I know she's 101 and everything's going on but it's still sister Jean, yeah. and she captivated the nation i mean first of all she she's i talked to her two days ago she didn't go to st louis and she was so bitter she was so mad she's like she, she's like porter every one of them i looked them right in the eye and said i'm more healthy than you I got my vaccination i'm <laughs> testing 30 times and and she's on it she emails me after every game Literally, after every game, 30 minutes. And, you know, we, had a, we, we won about four or five games in a row by, like, 20, and we won one by two. And she goes, uh, good win, Porter. A little close, but that's okay. Uh, I'm like, Tester, come on, man. I mean, you sound like a booster. And, uh, but she's absolutely, uh, I mean, gold. I mean, she's, um, she's going to do everything she can. She's been on, like, triple security lockdown this whole pandemic. No one's been able to get to her, uh, as it should be. But, uh, I mean, I, my money would be put on her. She was so mad they didn't let her go to St. Louis. And I'm just telling you, I put my money on she's going to be an Indy. Coach Porter, Jay Williams here. I was curious because uh, I remember that incredible run actually at that Final Four when you guys were there and actually picked you guys to be there on Monday night. Um, how challenging is it for you to make sure that this team doesn't try to live to that same expectation from that team in 2018? You know, Jay, it's, uh, it's already started a lot because back in 2018, you know, we really had our confidence going. There was a lot of similarities. We felt like we had a lot of pieces. We felt we were good. We felt we were playing both ends of the court. But, but when, I mean, when we drew uh, Miami, there was no talk of who's in the next round or who's in this or who's your number one. It was all about Miami. And this time around, everyone's talking about, hey, you're going to get an eight, nine seed because then you got to play the one. And that, that's hard because every game is so hard to win. And you can't get to game two without winning game one. And we've really talked about our guys, like everything. When we find out Sunday we play, they're, they're not, there's no questions we're going to answer about anything except that opponent. Because that's, that's the thing is you don't want to look ahead. We never looked, got ahead of ourselves that year. Everything, it was about Miami. Then the next round was about Tennessee. It wasn't talking about going to the Sweet 16. It was all about Tennessee. But, Jay, you hit it, man. It's you can see everyone wants us to compare it, and I've been really shying away from comparing it. But I will say there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of similarities to the team. We play for each other. I think we play really hard and we defend. Um, but, man, it, it is hard because everybody wants to do that and look ahead. Coach, how difficult has it been, though, to, to even get the team to where you guys are now, given the fact that this pandemic has been with us for such a long time? And, you know, so many different things with testing in and out, not knowing, 
in keeping guys inspired to continue to move forward? You know, Keyshawn, it's been something, you know, the pandemic, when it hit a year ago, um, it was so hard, the mental health and the, the, the being isolated and the loneliness of these guys just being doing that. And then all of a sudden this summer, the, the social justice issues collided with the pandemic issues for these young people. And that was probably the hardest thing that I've had to go through as a coach is to, to go through this and then not be there with them face to face, not being able to hug them in person and talk to them. And then we finally got back together in the fall and we could talk and have discussions and be together. And then you're dealing with shutdowns and we're, we're two weeks away to finally get into play. And we had 17 weeks of no positives. And all of a sudden we had 16 out of 17 players and four out of six coaches 10 days before our first game. And we got shut down. So all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that was that. that then you're dealing with another one, but you, you learn that young people are resilient. If, if there's a lot of trust and love in the room. And then we finally got going again, and we really haven't had a shutdown since. And we've been going and going, and we've been fortunate um, to not have another shutdown. And, uh, but it has been so many pivots this year. I heard Doc Rivers say it about the NBA. The team that wins this championship, it's going to be a special championship for the, all the things they've had to overcome and hurdle and the resiliency that these people had to show. And we've kind of really talked about that, but – it's been amazing how young people can pivot. We're going to come out better and stronger for having to go through all this. Coach, let's take a little bit deeper into that. Duke had to remove itself from the ACC tournament due to COVID issue. It just got announced that UVA, the number one seed in the ACC tournament, will have to remove itself due to a COVID issue. How do you feel about teams potentially pulling out of their conference tournaments to make sure that they remain in a healthy state to go to the NCAA tournament? So, Jay, I was asked that question like a ton because everyone felt we were in going into the Missouri Valley Tournament. You know, our, our net was 10. Um, we were at the time 21 and 4. And they're like, why go? Why risk it? And I felt I would have had a mutiny on my hands with my guys of not to go compete. And you just felt that, you know what, you got to play. And we, our, we'd make, we decided to go, and we're, we're grateful that everything came out safe and everything, and that we won the tournament. But it's – I can't imagine the anxiety. Ben Jacobson's a close friend of mine at Northern Iowa. They won game one and then had a, a positive test. They got the game canceled, and then it turned out to be a false positive, which is just heartbreaking for these kids. So I, I can't imagine the anxiety that goes through that, but it's, it's very tough to, tough to be able to you know, shut down right now. And I, I just heard about the yes, – I was, I, was, I was on hold for you guys about UVA, so I don't know how that's going to work. I have no idea how that's going to work. Are they going to be in on Sunday? I have no idea. In, yeah, go ahead. Coach, let me ask you this. A little controversy, right? It's going to start swirling around the Michigan State basketball program. How do you feel about programs having personal sponsorships when the student athlete, as of right now, won't benefit from that? Michigan State will go on and be the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. You know, I, I, have, I haven't even dug deep into the, that. I, I saw that on Twitter. I, my head's been so in the sand with our team. I will say this in terms of the image and likeness for the student-athletes. It's about time. You know, it's, 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 I think it's great. I, I haven't dug deep, and I don't even know the details of what happened there with Michigan State, so I'm not the best to talk to. But I do know that I'm all for the image and likeness. I'm all for that this is the direction that we're going into for the student-athletes with all this. So, I can tell you that. I just don't know the details of what went on in the other, with Michigan State. 
You're right, Coach. Change is glacial. They've been talking about this sort of thing for 25 years. It finally seems it's going to have a little bit of traction. Hope you get some traction next week in Indy and uh, catch my drift there. I hope you're there for, I don't know, maybe, maybe three weeks. I think America would love to see that one more time. Thank you, Coach. Good luck. Good luck, Coach. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. We'll see you. Appreciate you, Porter. You got it. On the way. ACC Network analyst Carlos Boozer, a guy who knows well to talk about Duke's extraction yesterday and withdrawing for the Cavs of Virginia today. The ACC tournament in a total state of flux. What does it mean moving forward for Duke and more specifically the Wahoos? All about that after Jay has this from Straight Talk Wireless. Yeah, Booz is going to give you that straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it, right? So when the big carriers tell you to splurge it on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contact, no compromise. For Duke and Mike Krzyzewski, they got to be sorely disappointed playing really good basketball the last couple of games. They felt like they were becoming the best version of themselves. I think this is something that we're going to be seeing a lot of. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And that's going to be one big piece of breaking news out of the ACC tournament with Carlos Boozer in a second. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely. Straight Talk Wireless gets you a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. Selection Sunday is Sunday. A reminder, the college basketball season really heating up. And that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Of course, Jay, the O2 winner. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award late season top 15 nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Two of those 15 meet tonight on the same court at the Big 12 tournament. Late season nominees, Cade Cunningham of Oklahoma State and Jared Butler of Baylor go head-to-head. That's tonight on ESPN Radio. And then following that, it'll be Texas and Kansas. The John R. Wooden Award is presented by Wendy's. Let's welcome in Carlos Boozer of the ACC Network and ACC Legend. Booze! Right out of the gate, Booze! What's up, boy? What up, son, son? (laughs) 
Booze, I don't want to go. How you guys doing? Good. I don't want to go B-O-O-Z. I want to go B-O-O-S because Virginia fans are booing right now. They have pulled out of the (laughs) ACC tournament. They've got a COVID case. The seven-day window to start the clock to get to Indy begins now, and we're trying to get to Indy in three days. Doesn't look good for the Wahoos. What are your thoughts on this? Pulling out will not play Georgia Tech tonight. Yeah, it's just disheartening, man. I talked to Coach K and Nate James yesterday about the Duke situation, very similar. They had a couple of good wins in the ACC, and we're looking forward to that Florida State game last night. They had to pull out for the same situation. I feel bad for these guys. Virginia's the top team in the conference, doing great. Uh, They were rolling as well. Now they don't have a chance to win the ACC tournament championship. I do believe they still have a chance to play in the tournament. They have to have five or six, seven days of negative tests with at least six players, I believe is how it works. But we'll fine-tune that a little bit later on. But, I, just, you know, it's, it's it's tough when you earn the right to uh, compete in a game and then don't have the chance because of COVID. Now, first and foremost, you know, I hope the kids are okay. I hope the kids are healthy. Hopefully they're asymptomatic. They're not going through anything really bad medically. Um, that's first and foremost. But on the basketball side of things, just feel bad these guys can't compete. Booze, I'm telling you right now, if this were 2001 and we were about to go to the ACC semifinal, and I saw a couple of teams throughout the course of other tournaments start to contract COVID. Like I'm gonna booze. Like we need to pull out. Like we, why are we? Why are we doing this? Why are we jeopardizing this? Let's just get to Indianapolis, test you know negative for seven days, and get there. Do you think we will see teams opt out of their conference tournaments right now? Possibly. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of teams that haven't even started yet. Like there's other tournaments that the, the big teams don't even start till Friday, which is today, I guess. They'll start this weekend. It's possible. You know, there's a lot of teams that have, have, have a great schedule. They've got great quad one wins, quad two wins. They're going to be in the tournament. They're going to be playing in the deep march. And they know they're going to be in that bubble in Indianapolis. So it, it's very possible that they may do that. I just still feel like it's so unfortunate for some of these guys that have earned the right to be able to play. Um, but, again, you know, this, this is the world that we're living in right now. Booze, what's happening, man? Hey, what's coming on, Keyshawn? You been good? Oh man, one hundred. Hey, true legend, right there. True legend. No, right there, man, man, I'm just trying to just continue to just fill my obligation up. That's all. But let me ask you this though. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: what What's coming out the ACC though? What What do you think you're going to see in out of the in March Madness out of the ACC? Yeah, we'll probably get seven, six, seven teams in, maybe even eight if we're, if we're lucky. The top of the the top of the conference is Virginia. Obviously, you won't see them tonight because of the COVID case. And Florida State, those two teams have been dominant all year long. Uh, Florida State hasn't played in a while. You know, obviously Duke had to pull out because of the COVID uh, test uh, on, on their team, so they haven't played yet in the ACC. But Virginia's loaded. You know, they got a, a heavy point guard in Kihei Clark. They got a knockdown shooter in Sam Hauser. They got a big guy that gets double doubles left and right in Jay Huff. Uh, they have Tony Bennett. They got that that championship pedigree. Kihei Clark and Jay Huff both have championships on that team. So. That's that's the best team in the ACC. Florida State is loaded. Leonard Hamilton got those guys rolling. They got a, a group of guys, maybe seven, eight guys that can switch every position. They're very deep. They're very athletic. They can defend. They can score. Um, that's another team that can cut down the nets. And to be honest, the Tar Heels are loaded. They're front court. They got a front four. Come on, man. Come on, Boos. Can compete with. <laughs> Come on, I know it's. Listen, here, I gotta man. be. I gotta be honest, Jay. I know you can be objective. I don't need loaded. to be objective no more. No, you go ahead. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nah, no, nah, but their 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 front court is loaded. They got four Great. stars and and they're four and five, and uh, they're going to be a tough outcome tournament time. But those are the three top teams in, in the ACC. Boo, something happened today where we saw the Michigan State Spartans team. You can no longer refer to them as just the Spartans. 
when they were presented, now they will be known as the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. There's a brand that's going to represent this team. Wow. Um, how, if you were a player in today's climate, how would that make you feel? And, Booz, we got just one minute here. I mean, are, are they are they getting paid yet? No, they are not. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's the biggest debate. I think we've all had that discussion. As soon as everything goes through with the NCAA, when players, when they can use their likeness to start getting paid, then it, it makes it more advantageous for guys to want to go to college. I think – you know, I think college is great for every athlete if you have the opportunity. But if they're going to make money, the kind of money that they're making off you, and these athletes aren't getting a piece of it, it's, it's very tough. Yeah, they can get paid so they can rent your house out in L.A. and paint it purple. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true story. story. <laughs> Booze, where are you going to take Ken out when we come down to Miami? Where are you going to take us out, man? Where are man, we going? On the yacht, man, let's go fishing. Let's jump off the boat. Let's have some barbecue. Well, I won't be jumping off the boat. Yeah, he can't swim. I can't swim, (laughs) Booze. Won't be jumping off the boats. Oh, I didn't know that. Nah. You can just lay up top and enjoy That was Carlos Boozer. Carlos Uh Boozer, the prince of Duke basketball. Thank you, Carlos. (laughs) Appreciate you joining us this morning. All right, Booze. Thanks, guys. So we do have one game going on tonight. We'll wait to see if ESPN moves up Florida State, North Carolina to 630 in the Virginia be a spot that's now been vacated. That's a good game. Yeah. Good game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's two windows. Nine. Now one window's gone. That's crazy. Right. Could be 9 Eastern time, but otherwise, Florida State, North Carolina. The next time we see you on Monday, we will have a bracket. Have a great weekend. They could see it. Hold on. Coming up on, fr- coming up on the Friday edition of the Michael K Show, it was not an inspiring turn... <clears throat> It was not an inspiring – damn. Coming up on a Friday edition of the Michael K. Show, it was not an inspiring return to action for the New York Knicks. But does one ugly defeat mean it's time to downgrade expectations? Plus, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver joins at 4.30. The Michael K. Show, today at 2.55 on 98.7 ESPN. 5.432. Hey, it's Zubin, and you're listening to 13.40 ESPN, the Tri-Cities leader in sports, KJOX Kennewick. All right, 5.432. Coming up Monday, Selection Sunday is here. We know who will be the number one overall seed, but who will join Gonzaga on the top line? And who's the best bet to knock off the Bulldogs? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Yes, Okay, Monday morning. On the, on the end, obviously. Okay, hang on one second. Where did it go? Oh, no worries. Where did it go? Hang on. Oh, Monday morning on ESPN Radio.